Good morning and welcome to Good Morning Beatrice, Alabama 36425. We hope everything is going well for you. Let's go to the throne. Our Father and Savior Jesus Christ, the making creator of all things. We thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity to speak that word, to play gospel music, to talk about what is right, and to teach that word and show that word and live in a manner that is uplifting to you. Thank you, Jesus. Be with us all in this house and all homes throughout this nation and throughout the world. Be with this government. Guide us and keep us in your will. Let us continue to love and care for each other as you have taught us. We are in troubling times, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be with us and guide us. These are many blessings we ask in our son Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and again and welcome to Good Morning Beatrice, Alabama. Our special guest today will be coming on around about 6 o'clock. Will be Mr. Jesse Miles. Will be Mr. Jesse Miles out of Glasgow, Mississippi. Um, we have some of his artists queued up. We have a number of records in our inventory from Jesse Miles of Hill Boy Records. They're out of uh, part of Macomb, Mississippi. He's a uh, radio disc jockey at um, WAZA. 107 FM there in Macomb, Mississippi. Um, he's going to be coming on here shortly. Um, and we hope that you would stick with us on this morning of Good Morning, Beatrice, Alabama. Good Morning, Beatrice, Alabama. We thank you all for joining us. What's been happening in your world? What's been taking place? We hope everything's going well. School is in the full swing now. School is in full swing. Today is um, Thursday of the second week of school. And uh, we want to welcome you all here on Good Morning Beatrice, Alabama to House of Black and Gospel Live. At Beatrice, Alabama, 231 6th Avenue, 36425. House of your radio listeners all over the world. And um, you can, um, you can um, listen to us on, um, on Facebook. We are posting that. We're going to share that for you. Let's reload that right quick. See, can we get that to come on? It just says that it's sending data. Okay, let's go ahead and go here. See, can we get that right? God has been awfully good. He has been awfully good to all of us. And we thank Him for that. 
Okay. Let's see, can we... Get that on. Let's see, can we get Mr. Miles on? We're calling him. We hope that we can get him on live from through the cell phone here. I mean, through the computer. We may have to dial him on the cell phone. Okay. We are streaming live on um, on LinkedIn. We are going to go ahead and go to LinkedIn where we are streaming live. Okay. Streaming live on LinkedIn. Okay. We are not able to get him on the computer. Uh, so we will reach out to him through his cell phone. God willing. Let's see here. Do 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 do. How things been going with you? I know God has been awfully good. Um, let's see, can we reach out to him through our... Okay. Hello. Hey, good morning. Hold on just for a second here. Uh, um, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get you to come through the switchboard here. Let me see, can I get you to come through that switchboard? Try it again. See, can I hear you? Keep talking. Okay, I got you. Okay. I got you loud and clear. All right. First, I want to say good morning. Morning. Yeah, I know it's early. <laughs> Not really. This, uh, I'm still on military time. Oh, uh oh. That reminds me of working. 29 years for the state. Oh, man. Getting up yeah. at, and hitting that road at 5, 30, five in the morning. <laughs> yes, sir. Be up at 3. Getting the soldiers ready at 5 so they can go do PT and then come back and have breakfast. Oh, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you and... Um, all that I get wrong, you get it right. <laughs> okay, then. 
First, we want to say good morning, Beatrice, Alabama, 36425. This is the morning program with yours truly, Frederick C. Howard, located at 231 6th Avenue here in Beatrice, Alabama. And our special guest this morning will be Mr. Jesse Miles out of uh, Gloucester, Mississippi. Uh, if you want to get in touch with him, you can call him at 1 601 225 He is head of uh, Hill Boy Records. And we have some of his music uh, artists uh, queued up on Spotify. Um, Primarily, uh, Spotify, Michael Carter and Second Generations, has, uh, they got three uh, albums on here, so we're going to be playing some cuts from that. And we're going to open up with uh, Love to Call Your Name by Michael Carter. That's one of the artists on his label. And we also have queued up the radio station that he's on. What's the name of that radio station again? Uh, that's WYAD, the Max, 94.1 FM in the Yazoo City, Mississippi. And the other is uh, WAZA, 107.7 FM in Macomb, Mississippi. All right. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, look here. Um, me and you talked briefly yesterday, and I had the opportunity to go on uh, WYAD and record I believe you said you come on at 3 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I recorded an hour from 3 to f- uh, 4, I believe. And mm-hmm. But um, you tell us about what's been happening with you. Me and you go back a while, about what? What did you say, yeah. six, 7, 8, 10 years maybe? <laughs> yeah, right, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in that neck right there, in the yeah. neck of the road right there. Yeah. <laughs> I I also I have your um old um um website uh pulled up as well as mm-hmm. Hill Boy Music I Incorporated TM Gospel Music and the first picture I see is when you guys were down in Monroe Louisiana do, uh-huh. doing a recording with Second Generation so um yeah. a lot has changed so you you bring us up to date and uh and then after you get to talking, then I'll start questioning you. <laughs> okay. All right, well, go ahead. Uh, well, to, up to date, uh, uh, Michael Carter's no longer with us. He uh, passed about six years ago. His last performance was in Biloxi, Mississippi. And uh, he was very sick then, but he still came in and uh, he brought brought the, you know the message and after that uh, he was succumbed to some type of sickness and we don't know what it was but he left us but he's still alive he's still alive in our hearts I, I used to uh, tell my wife sometime we'd be driving down the road I'd be playing this music that's one they have walked the streets of gold and uh, we both be humming along I said you know what I surely miss him but, you know, Michael Carter was a uh, three-time Dove Award nominee uh, artist uh, from the uh, CMA in Nashville, Tennessee. And a lot of people ask the question, say, how did you skip the Stellas? Well, this would happen when you were in the music business as long as he's been in. Uh, if you know how to uh, 
uh, satisfying all races of people with music and you bring the message uh, in the Christian world, sometimes in the secular world they pick you up. But that's the way he was. And he got nominated three times uh, doing that. And he also got nominated for doing the, uh, 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 it wasn't the national anthem, but it was uh, old, uh, the beautiful, you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. can't think this morning, there's early morning, I got fog in my brain. You good, you good. anyway, yeah. Uh, but he got nominated for that as part of being a patriotic, you know, artist. Michael was with uh, the Swan Silvertones. He played, what he started out with the uh, Holy Lights of Baltimore, Maryland. And he went from there to the Swans, and from the Swans he was with uh, the, the Brooklyn All-Stars. And, and from there he uh, 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 was on the road so much with these guys, you know, I mean, traveling back and forth. Mm-hmm. So one day he said, well, I'm going home. And he went back to Monroe. And he formed his own group, which is Michael Carter's second generation. And the second generation, that part was his daddy. His daddy, he, he was on the radio back then in the early 60s. And uh, he was uh, uh, playing, you know, they played together. And you know, him and his father, they was, a, they was a group on the road. And so he was that second generation of the, the Carter family. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Michael, he was a very, he was a very, I say ingenious person, but he was a genius. Everything that Michael did, he wrote it well. God gave it to him. He wrote it himself. He played uh, three different types of instruments. His son was on bass and drums. And a friend of ours, uh, his two, uh, Charles Young, over in Palmerville, Louisiana, he was a lead singer. And Michael... Oh, I created such a good awe in the, in the gospel music business that he, he got banned from radio stations because people had gotten jealous of him in the Louisiana area. And at first I thought he was, you know, just joking. He smiles is like this. Mm-hmm. When you uh, have something that God gave you and other people can't figure out what it is, they're going to get jealous. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. He said, but uh, I'm going to keep on pushing. I said, that's good. Now, he signs our label. He had been on his prior label, uh, ooh, about what, six years, and in, I think, 2003, he signed a, a small label uh, at the time. And we, we are an independent label, but we do certain things that, uh, you know, that keep artists uh, going forward, that I put it that way. Now, I mean, back up on Michael. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Michael Carter, he came out, uh, from a place outside of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a small town out there. But he is, well, he was the first cousin to Lil Wayne Carter down in New Orleans, the rapper. And mm-hmm. that's where his no damn roots go, but they were two worlds apart. Michael uh, was teaching young people how to play music. And uh, he, he went from there, you know, he liked to work with the elderly and so forth and so on. So the day that uh, we were supposed to be going to Monroe is the day he got sick. That was in November. 
Um, uh, let's see, my brother-in-law passed. They passed the same time about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, uh, when Michael passed, his mom was in the same hospital in Shreveport and didn't even know it. So, I mean, that was a double blow right there for all of us. So we mourn him, but we, he still lives. Michael still lives in the music world. And I tell you, he's, he's missed. But he was one of the artists that really uh, came to the forefront on our label. And after Michael, I mean, we can go on with other artists, and it's amazing who we have on this label. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to play a portion of um, Love to Call Your Name. Okay. That's Michael Carter, second generation. And uh, I love that song. That's the one that I um, play in rotation here at the radio station every once in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I had to go back and you know, look through some of them albums that you sent me you know, several years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I went to Spotify. And there it was. So we're going to play a p- portion of that. Okay. Uh, uh, from uh, um, Spotify. Love to call his name with Michael Card and Second Generation. You you go ahead and introduce him and I'll start it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to present one of our artists from Monroe, Louisiana. Mr. Michael Card and Second Generation. Got that down home blues 
in your in your soul. Mm. Reaching to touch touching you. I like that song. <laughs> oh, I bet when he played that at a live performance, that place came alive. Man, look, when you start working those strings, and, you know, Michael was a big stature of, of a man. You know, he was about six two. Mm-hmm. He was tall, and uh, he was kind of on the heavy side. Yeah. But his guitar was black, mm-hmm. and the same color Lucille was a BB King, and same yeah. type of spin, yeah, same type of guitar. <laughs> and he could work those strings, man. Mm-hmm. And we said, "Gee, do do do." I mean, he went through all of this stuff, you know. He, whew, that mm-hmm. boy, <laughs> Um. For all of you that are tuning in this morning, our special guest is Mr. Justin Miles of Hillboy Records out of Glasgow, Mississippi, and then out of Macomb area. That's where some lot of other well-known gospel artists come out from down in them woods there in Mississippi. And the William Brothers and Canton Spears, all kind of good folks. And that there's not less in the power of Justin Miles and Hillboy Records. Talk about um, like it's like you said, things have changed. Talk about some of the other artists that um, have come across your path and that you've had an opportunity to work with in the studios and work live with uh, at, on, on, at uh, productions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, since we are uh, coming forward with this, it, it was it's amazing how God put people in your path. Uh, Tony Grady. I got a chance to talk to him in 2012. Uh, didn't know who Tony Grady was until his cousin Jeff Lewis, uh, the first cousin of Slim Supreme Angel, lived up in Philadelphia. I mean, not, I mean, up in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Told me about his cousin Tony Grady. So Tony and the Gospel Comforters out of Chicago, Illinois. We talked, it took about eight months before we actually did anything else coming to the label and tell you the reason why. I didn't know the rest of uh, the rest of the story until he told me who told him she would give them their blessings to sign with the label out of Mississippi, and that was Miss Mavis Staple. And she told Tony, she said, look, I give you this much, sign with Mr. Miles. And it seemed like things going to work for you because Mavis started out on Fat Possum uh, Records up in uh, uh, Oxford, Mississippi. It's a white label. And I did not know that all was happening. So I got a chance to meet the rest of the the, the group, Michael Grady and Tony Grady, and his cousins and uh, his nephews were singing. And uh, uh, the first year, that's 2013, we released uh, an album. Well, it was a track off an album, Preaching to the Bones, and Splishing the Splash. That's one of the songs that uh, 
Harvey Watkins be singing when he when he, you hear him say it's gonna rain. That's the same song, but the uh, the Pilgrim Wonders they did it also and they got recognition. But uh, the Grady Brothers, uh, they are both Gospel Hall of Fame inductees and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Tony got his playing for the Staple Singers, although Mike played, Tony plays bass, and Michael plays lead guitar, and Michael got through his rock and roll through the, with the Soul's Church because they were still, when Willie Rogers needed somebody to go with them, he would call the Grady Brothers. And it went on from that until uh, they've gotten to the point right now, They, we, you might say they're semi-retired, but they, you know, they still go out and, and they travel a lot. And uh, they uh, had another young man to join them. They are the original gospel conference now because that was their family group back in the day, their uncles and their dads, and that's who they traveled with. But anyway, today, uh, Michael is with the great George McAllister. He was the lead singer with Reverend Julius Cheeks. And I'm, doing, uh, I'm pressing some CDs for them now. And uh, George, you know, they, they travel off. Florida is his thing. Florida and Alabama and different places. And up north because they're in Rochester, New York. So this way, yeah, but they went to D.C. nice. This way, this way uh, George got, you know, he, he got his roots in D.C. Tony is, he, him, his cousin, and Michael, they also performed together as the, uh, the Rich Gospel Conference. So they went to Telluride at, during the, during the uh, COVID in 2020. They were the only gospel act on the stage. This uh, organization out of North Carolina, Music Maker Foundation, they got with me and we set up all the all the uh, important things and pay and all that and got them set up. But the young man who really got them over there, got them going in that direction, was the owner of Fat Possum Records out of Oxford. So we all collaborated, and they went in to Telluride, and every stage that they went on, uh, the crowd would leave one stage just to come to hear the gospel conference. It was a sellout crowd, and it's every year. I'll tell you right, have that fest going on every year. It's up in the mountains of uh, Colorado, which they call it. It's Telluride itself, where the air is real thin. That to get acclimated before they went up there to drive up there. You can't fly, but you have to drive up there to it. But anyway, uh, they have uh, become trailblazers in the music business. I mean, they've been around for a long time. And, and uh, Tony's in Madison, Alabama, which he also have connections with another one of our artists who sang with the Alabama Blind Boys is Pastor Julie C. Love. Pastor Love have his own. Uh, 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 entourage now, which is the family, which is out of North Carolina. Uh, hey Bands, he's out. He's one of our record producers out of North Carolina, and he also engineers a lot of music for us. So that's part of Reverend Love, which they back him up, Tony, and they back him up with Reverend Love's on stage. So we'll go from we'll go from there. I mean, we have we have a list here, baby. Go from there down to Florida. Minister Tony Big, uh, Tony Big, uh, he been with us ever since 2012. He uh, no 2005, my mistake, 2005. 
he won a gold album, and uh, he used to be with uh, 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 my man wouldn't blank it, but anyway, he uh, played bass guitar <clears throat> along with uh, uh, Lil Blair. They 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 uh, performed a lot together. And uh, from there, Tony uh, have traveled many, you know, he's gone to many concerts, and he's a well-known individual. And uh, he uh, had a chance to be on stage with some of those guys that uh, uh, that I had been mentioning, like the, uh, 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 the Court Swinney Quintin, those guys. He, you know, he's been around a long time, so... Tony Vick is still active. He's a minister now, but he's down in Tallahassee, Florida. And he and Arthur Kroon used to play together. Now, Tony's from, actually, he's from uh, a little place in Georgia, the home of Jackie Robinson. And and Two Bones Jones, he's a basketball player. So that's where he's from, a little small town in Georgia. But they uh, put together, when he was young, a group called the Mighty Peacemakers. And that's how he got recognized throughout the crew on the market. Um, not only that, we had one of our artists to pass last year. He was the oldest artist on this label. His name was Lee Starlin. And Lee Starlin used to travel with Al Green. And back in the day, he was with uh, Isaac Hayes. He was on Stax Records together. And you name it, he was, those groups back then that they was together. And Lee passed because he had you know, uh, got COPD, so he couldn't perform anymore. How ironic things are, the station that I'm on in Yazoo, his cousin and, their, and her husband, she is the manager and her husband, the chairman on the board on WYDE, Senator Joseph C. Thomas. And I've been with them going on five years now. And I tell you what, it's never, it's never a dull day at WYAD. Their son, Joe Thomas Jr., he is a program director. And we work hand in hand. And we're going to go on over to Macomb, T.J. Jordan, and the New Gospel All-Stars. Frank Williams was their manager back in the early days. Yes, Frank Williams from the Williams Brothers. Frank Williams is the one that started the Mississippi Mass Choir. And Frank picked up T.J. and his sons. And before they can get going going good, <clears throat> that's when Frank passed. But Frank and his brother, Huey Williams, the Jackson Southern Airs. So everything ties together here in this part of the country down here. It ties together. You might meet someone, you can call a name and say, I know that person, or I've seen that person, or I've sang with that person. T.J. Jordan and the New Gospel All-Stars, they're the granddaddy of the groups on this label. Because T.J. now, I think T.J. is 70, I think he's 77 years old, and he's still active. So, Hillboard Music, we've been blessed to have the people that came to us. They came on their own free will. 
We didn't have to go out looking for no one. We treated them right, and, you know, we, we uh, treated them with dignity as an honest. Everybody on this lake right now is just as comfortable as they want to be. Whenever they need something done, it's getting done on the hill, boy. We, we are a family-owned business, but we need to get it done. Uh, a lot of people say that, hey, man, I, I wouldn't trust those people. I don't know those people. Well, you didn't know Spotify either, did you? You didn't know CD Baby, and <laughs> you took a chance. You know, you didn't know any of these people, Amazon. But you look at these people, they're all about the money. So we never, no, we never fretted that. But, yes, we are, we are located right here outside of Macomb. And, Michael, Carter, that, that CD that you have, it was recorded at uh, 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 Tony T Productions. It's Vigar Records now, V-I-G-O-R, uh, Vigar Productions. That's Tony Turner. He laid the tracks right there in Macomb. He had a small studio. And that's the sound we got when we got got from uh, Tony uh, Turner. We t- I took the uh, the DVD over to Monroe, over to uh, the studio over there, right on station, studio of a mistake. And we went in, and the owner, he and I got together, my wife and we got together, and we talked about the sound. And, and he finished the sound, and that's what you got. Michael Carter, second generation, out of Monroe, Louisiana. And I tell you what, I had to send his music into the station by him living there in West Monroe, I mean East Monroe, the radio station that they didn't want to play it. Because they said, well, you know, he, he, he this and that. I said, okay. So I started sneaking the music in on a pseudo name, and they would play his music. <laughs> they played his music. <laughs> and down in Alexander, Louisiana, down there, too, I had to sneak it in on the whole name, and they play the music. But that's bad, though, you know. It's really bad. when In the quartet world, if you're a quartet singer and you say you're singing for God, forget about the money because you're not going to get rich. If you're, singing for, you know, if you're singing the gospel, you're talking about the coming of Christ. And that's what Michael really believed. He said, I'm, this is what I'm doing with smiles. I said, carry on. Let's carry on. Because that's what you're supposed to do as a quartet singer. If you're not the Dixie Hummingbirds, if you're not the, uh, uh, the Swans, if you're not some of those, like, I was talking to guys back there, you're not singing quartet. Quartet back then was respected. Those guys were getting paid on a regular show. I can talk about this. I'm 74 years old. They got paid. It was like $7 at the door, sometimes it was $3.50 at the door. And whatever they made, they got it. If they didn't get it, they went hungry. Because sometimes the promoters would take the money and they would run. Those guys, they bear their souls to the public. And they say, I'm going to go out and sing. We're going to do this. We're going to do But if you're a quartet singer today, you say you're a quartet singer, don't get mad if people don't accept you. Because a lot of things happened in the 80s and 90s that turned the church is away from the quartet groups. And there are a lot of things that are going on in the church. But if you are in the church and you say you love singing, you love quartet, embrace them. Because I'll tell you something, Dorothy Norwood said one thing the other day in one of her songs. She said, everybody going to need Jesus one of these days. She said, when you get sick and you ain't going to get well, you know you're not getting well, you got to stop 
what you're doing and say, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. She said, hip hop is not going to help you. And tell you, arguing in the church is not going to help you. If you know that you have some young men and young ladies out there singing, they're not boogie-woogie in your church, but they're singing from their hearts. Embrace them. The church will grow. They will grow. But they got to come in the right way. And that's what that's one thing we can say about our artists. We never had a problem with that. Never. Because they present, when, they, when they went out, they presented themselves as, we're Christians, and we represent Hillboy music. We speak for Mr. and Mrs. Miles. We speak for them. Because they know how we're supposed to act, and that's what we do. But I just a word to the, to the quartetters out there. Put on a suit. Take off the sneakers and the jeans. Put your shirt tails in. It's not a show. What you have out here is people jumping up and down on stage, got all these white sneakers and these jeans and, and, and coming up with all these names that they're supposed to be. If you're not doing it for God, hang it up. Because people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. They want to hear you praise because they want to see you and hear you give God the praise. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about the people chewing the gum. That's that gum. They bought it. Stop talking about the unfolding up. If you're going to get up and represent Christ, represent Christ the right way. Mm-hmm. Let him speak through you. Let him sing through you. And you become a better artist. Because today, the secular world have taken over religion. You can't tell who's who now. Everybody doing these that crazy dances and on stage. A quartet singer a choir member. You don't see a choir singing anymore. You mm-hmm. hardly ever see quartets in church anymore. They're on the big stage. And they want to make the money. It's not about the money. It's about giving God the glory. Now we get off the soapbox. Mm-hmm. You know, um, around here in Beatrice and around here, you hardly ever see, and it's rare, for a church to have a gospel artist in the church singing, they just don't do it. Um, and it's and and don't don't talk about um, bringing some gospel artists there and and they getting paid. Are you kidding me, man? And that's that's the the, the thing that really. Like down here, I did an event, uh, a sound production, several years ago with Tony Sharper, uh, Sharper Records out of Atlanta, and um, Ray Hollins and the New Boys of Triumph. Uh, yeah, one of his groups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 also, uh, I, I played their music the other night, and I had them on. Um, mm-hmm. He's got several good groups on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, uh, but anyway, we had an event at the lake down here in, in Beatrice, Alabama, called Artists at the Lake. Mm-hmm. And um, let me tell you, that was tough to do. I'm gonna tell yep. you, and it was it was absolutely free. The only thing that where they got got any money was folks that bought their CDs. And um, mm-hmm. I I have not been able. Well, I did one event in uh, 2000, um, 2001, I believe. 
at the Coastal Community College. Yeah, called Gospel Fest 2001. That's where I brought in gospel artists like uh, Shekinah Glory, uh, Marty mm-hmm. Martin, them. Uh, but that was in 2001. And it didn't cost me much to get the college auditorium there. But now, to get the school, just the local school right across the street from me, I need a million dollars of insurance. Yeah. I and need a million dollars. Yeah, and they, they want you to be bonded, man. That's, that's yeah. Because if anybody get on the stage and fall, uh, they won't be liable. Yeah. You know, they won't, they, you, you know, if not, you'll be liable, and that's what they're doing. But see, what I don't understand is this. Um, you see all these tickets with a lot of all these quartet scenes on these tickets. Who getting paid? But then you see a name. You see, you see um, a major name on that ticket. And sometimes the majors don't get it. And that's a fact. I know that for a fact. Sometimes. Because uh, there was a young man in, in Monroe, he tried to flex, he was going to flex his muscles. He brought in Doc McKenzie. Not knowing that when you bring Doc McKenzie in, you're going to pay Doc McKenzie. And they don't play that nonsense, you know? So he was trying to you know, slap other local artists in the face. I'm bringing in Doc McKenzie. We don't want you guys over here. We're going we gonna to bring Doc in. And that was the last time he brought Doc in because... You know, you can get sued behind that stuff. You uh, falsifying a contract. And whenever I used to write contracts for our artists, I wrote it from, you know, from the, uh, the company level up and put everything that I needed in there for the artists. And I wouldn't say they need a case of water, they need a couple of bags of towel. That was nonsense. I said, what they need is just, I need to know where the, the closest hospital is. I need to know where the local police department is. I need to know where the hotels are located. I don't want it in the hood. I want it on the interstate, in and out. They can come and go. That's just what I need. And then I need uh, X amount of dollars for them, you know, before they show up and before they get on stage. They'll call me and tell me if they got the money. If they don't have the money, I'll talk to the promoters. So, look, this is what's going to happen. You go ahead, they'll sing one song, they go, but I want the money. This is what I want because it's a binding contract. So, yeah, and so, I mean, you, we had, on t- uh, TJ, it was in Memphis, i never forget this, that this big, up there by around G.E. Patterson Church up there, mm-hmm. big church up there, and uh, he called me, he said, uh, Brother Miles, I said, yeah, he said, we here, we get ready to go on, I said, okay, I said, have, have you got your money? He said, no, no we, we haven't got anything yet, talk to a young lady in the checkout, I mean, the checkup room, and we're going to go there. Before the the concert was over, she had taken the money and disappeared. Woo. Yeah. And that was a bag of money. But mm. I told T, I said, don't worry about it, TJ. I said, look, I'm going to pay you guys expensive back from Memphis back home to Macomb, okay? So I sent him some money. I said, don't worry about it. Count that all joy, man, because she stole from you guys, right? But she stole in the church. I said, you know, she won't have no good money. I mean, I didn't mean nothing to hurt the woman, but a year later she died. Mm-hmm. As you know, you don't do that. I see people pimping. I see people pimping the church. Mm-hmm. I see you don't do that. Give God what He is. If you go get in that sing, sing your heart out for Him. Don't sing that for the people. 
no, blot him, blot him out. Mm-hmm. Just sing. Ask God to sing through you. This is look. This is why we have such good rapport with our artists on that label because when we talk, we talk about God. Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about. We ain't talking about you know the new instruments. We are talking about me and Michael. Michael used to call me in the middle of the day. I'd be out to try to cut my grass. Michael called me. I must mind time for talking. I just pop old love. I said, okay, let's, let's talk. And that's what we would do. Michael would come over here to Mississippi, sit at my table and eat. Him and the whole group, they come on the bus. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife, she'd be looking at them. she y'all a mess, you know. But she would feed them. And I'm not talking about no three guys. He had, what was it, him and six guys from that group. And they'd get on the bus and come over here. And, and uh, we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves at my house. On my deck, we got the other deck. Oh, matter of fact, that's where that song, I Love to Call Your Name, was written. Mm-hmm. On my deck. Oh, man. <laughs> nice sunny day. And the wind was blowing, and he was going through that. I said, do that again. And we'll write some, I said, do that again. And that's how he came up with that song, Love to Call Your Name. That's how he got that. But I tell you, it's it's... Our label and our artists is a big web. We're a big family. And that's where, that's where it's supposed to be. I mean, I've yet to hear anybody that owns the label say, well, you sure, Jay? No. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We do not do that. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, we have the, 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 the caliber of people right now because if anybody wants to say, I want to I want to try one of your groups and blah, 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 no problem because... And first of all, you'll speak to they will speak to the artists themselves. Mm-hmm. And they'll find out what's going you know, how the artists would how they work. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I turn that was. That's why I said they speak for us. When they go out, they speak for us. I mean, they'll tell they'll tell uh, people, we can only do this and this this because those not the rules and regulations here for music. Mm-hmm. And that's and you know, I can sleep at night, me and white, we don't worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, Mrs. Miles? Um, things are things are changing so fast mm-hmm. in this country. Um, I, I look at the ex-president. How in the world can this human being? Now, here's the thing about when you and I are talking. Guess what? Our sins, our personal sins, are ever before me, and that's why God oh. said you don't judge. You know. Because you got no right to do it. Because that may be something you're doing wrong, or maybe something I'm doing right, wrong. Right. But right. But but uh, how can an ex-president lie and hoodwink and how, how? Do you know he is doing what he has been doing all his life? Right. Well, see, he was given the green light by his party, his party of whatever. Mm-hmm. To live, to live, speak, and tell lies. There ain't no see a lie don't have a color. You think about white lies, huh? A lie is a lie, a lie is a sin. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people they like that because it's uh, I guess they call it the heads up on the next pillar. And when you get into that political side of everything, politics is is uh, worse than uh, not having money in the bank. It mm-hmm. becomes aggressive. And you see what's happening. Aggressive. People got they broke into the Capitol. They tore the Capitol up. And see, we as a black race, I mean, it hurted me more than it hurted them because that Capitol was built by slaves. Mm-hmm. 
And I heard a young man standing in the middle of the We built this. You ain't built nothing. And see, these are lies that he had been telling him. He is a, a, a person that grabs the mind, twists it with his mind, and make you believe and then make money off of you. Mm-hmm. In other words, they hypnotize and measure by him. The other day I saw him, he was coming out of somewhere and they said, we love you. We love you. They love lies. Mm-hmm. And see, and if you know, if, if a lie was the truth, you'll never know the, the truth because of a lie. you know it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And you know, he don't tell the truth. And, you know, there's no truth in him. And you have people that's following him actually believe what he says mm-hmm. and, say, and believe what he does. And, you know, and he pitted races against races. So, it was one of the things, uh, bro, bro Howard, that our people have gotten, we have some that really believe in that guy, and they don't even go to, I guess they don't go to church because he is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody opened the Bible and said, 2 Corinthians, something wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, he, 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 and, and, and there's some uh, people... Right now, they praises him on our color. They say he's the best president we ever had. Well, <laughs> he, he's not a president. He's a hoodwinker. Yeah, and you know, I'm not, not going to try to you know talk bad about the because you already bad right now. Who's in the news more than more than you and I him? Because of the stuff that he's done. I mean, and 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 God said whatever whatever God that you that you sow. Uh, that crop, you're going to reap that crop before, during your lifetime. Before you get out of here, you're going to reap that. And some some people reap that on their deathbed. So, yes, indeed. That's why I, um, that's why I was quoting that um, scripture that um, David said, uh, my sins are ever before me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and guess what, mm-hmm. Mr. Miles? You know when you sin, and right. God knows when you sin. Okay, I put it this way: a Christian, a follower of Christ, knows when they sin. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, a sinner, he he lives in sin. Yeah. So to him, it's okay to sin. Yeah. Because you, a lot of people thought that only sinners worked at dark. You had some so-called Christians working in the dark and it finally came to the light so they were sinning too mm-hmm. but yeah you're right mm-hmm. and see David was after God's heart his own heart he was he was there until he saw Bathsheba that pretty black woman mm-hmm. and you know uh, those uh, those uh, chapters in the Bible where we were talking about the other day yeah uh, why Bible is, in, is why, why is a Bible kept in a hotel room mm-hmm Go to Hebrew, I'll save it for First Corinthians, go right there. And I was reading it the other day. I said, that's why I found it, because of sexual fantasies that uh, was going on in the, the, those days. Mm-hmm. Lot's two daughters got him drunk. Mm-hmm. And they, they, wanted, they wanted to preserve his seed, as they call it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, they look in the Bible as, oh, man, they're all in the bag, the bag of chips. Yes, it is. It's telling you what not to do and to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. So it's open. It's open in the Bible, you know. Sexual sins. A lot of people don't probably don't even know that. 
Mm-hmm. So, yes, sir. And see, uh, that was going on with some quartet groups too, under the church, in the church. I'm serious. And see, that's 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 why I, I it comes full circle now. What you're talking about that when them quartets were traveling, sleeping with them mm-hmm. them women in them churches and mm-hmm. and all the kind of stuff like that and. Mm-hmm. Married or, or unmarried, uh, mm-hmm. and, and with the preacher's wife, and it, it was all kind of stuff going on, and yep. and that stain is still there. Still there because it was happening here in Gloucester, it was happening in Macomb and Magnolia and different places. It was happening. It was happening in the big cities, drugs, hotels, motels, and holiday inns, uh, ministers doing the same thing. And, uh, and most, some of the ministers was, was singers. They was on stage singing. And sometimes you had to do things with other men. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad today. I'm so glad today that, you know, I could see when I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Without learning how to see. Mm-hmm. I can see. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I would bring a quartet group in our church. You know, the pastor bring, I'd bring them in there. But mm-hmm. before they come in, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to uh, screen them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and, and, and talk to them. You know, man to man. Hey, this is what our church is about. We're about saving souls and building the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're Baptist church, true enough. But we 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 believe in the sanctification. We don't believe in sexification. Sanctification. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And if the church can't set an example by saying, I'm going to try this group and, and, and let them come in and sing and worship with us, well, who can they bring in then? Mm-hmm. No one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can't do it. Mm-hmm. I am so, um, extremely ecstatic and happy that I, uh, you called me several weeks ago and took me a day or two to get back to you because... Uh, uh, I appreciate my, I was sitting down here today this morning and uh, talking about this business of gospel music and the thing about me I love gospel music I don't care if they singing about God the Father mm-hmm. Jesus the Son mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that is truth mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And, and God when he came down and sent his son down to 42 generations mm-hmm. because of what Eve did in that garden and convinced her husband to take that, eat off of that tree that he told them not to eat off. Mm-hmm. Satan has been deceiving the world ever since. And guess mm-hmm. what? That's what's mm-hmm. going on now in the world right now. Satan is getting madder and madder because he know his time ain't long. So he raising uh-huh. all the havoc and hell he can. He is just, woo. Look what's happening, monkey pops. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's uh, the COVID, the BA five, that BA five, it resists the shots. Mm-hmm. You got people saying, "I'm not gonna take the shot," but you find that head monkeys now, the headstones in the graves, mm-hmm. because they, I don't know what's in it. I don't know what it is, but I took the shots. Mm-hmm. And we're st- I'm still sitting there talking to you this morning, you know. So I don't I don't get it myself. Mm-hmm. So this is nothing new. A lot of people think this um, this uh, uh, pandemic is new. Nope. Because no. When you had pestilence, mm-hmm. you had people were uh, people were dying. They had uh, uh, 
uh, leprosy. I mean, it had to come from something. Mm-hmm. It came from something from somewhere, from some field of somewhere mm-hmm. to have leprosy. Okay. Oh. And, and people thought it was something, you know, it's just some. they just grew up no. Uh, I wouldn't say they were being punished, but I'll tell you what, they ended up with something they, they couldn't, they had to uh, uh, separate themselves from the, from the regular people. They had to live in caves because mm-hmm. people didn't want them around. Mm-hmm. It was disfigured, the whole nine yards. But here's one thing I will say, Brian, uh, is this. We are in trying times today. We are in times that we have never seen in this lifetime before. Mm-hmm. We are looking at uh, uh, the Second Corinthians. I mean, not Corinthians, but uh, uh, Revelation. We're in the Book of Revelations, mm-hmm. Second and Third Chapter. We are we are we on our way in deep, and the New Jerusalem is all is coming up, is coming up on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might not live to see it, but if we live in Christ, we rise with those that are in the, that died in Christ. We'll we'll see the New Jerusalem mm-hmm. if we make that that litmus test. The mm-hmm. Lord said, "If so, that means you got to be a true believer for Christ." You cannot put him on the back burner for nothing. You can't say, well, I think I know. No, you got to say, I know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to believe it, but just say, I know. I know that Christ died on the cross for my sins because when I came to him, I was a wretch. I was a low-down, dirty wretch. I can tell you like this. I'm not ashamed to tell you who I was and what I was. But here's the thing. If he saved me, he could save anybody else. Mm-hmm. He saved me. You know, he wasn't looking for me. I had to go looking for him. But mm-hmm. he, he, looked, he welcomed me in. Mm-hmm. His son welcomed me in. So Christ is Christ is the uh, the door to God. And a lot of people want to skip over Christ and go to God. No. <laughs> he to my father. You can't yeah. him. You got to come through me. That's it. Him. You, ain't gonna, you, ain't gonna, you can go to God, but no. You can pray to God because he said this. He is, Christ is God. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was God, and the, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Mm-hmm. It was Christ. Mm-hmm. He was He was there way before He was. God's seed was uh, was given to Mary. Mm-hmm. He was there. Mm-hmm. So He came in the form of a man, flesh and blood, but He was still He was still a spirit because He was smarter than the average person at twelve years of age. At twelve, He was going about His father's business, mm-hmm. and a lot of grown-ups didn't understand that He was anointed. Mm-hmm. He was anointed of being on his earth. God sent his son. He died for our sins. And some of us today is too mean to go and, and just say, thank you, Lord. And uh, I'll go to church on Sunday. I got to rest up on Monday. Monday is the second day in the week. A lot of people don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Sunday's first day because that's, a, that's seven days. That's what, seven days a week? Mm-hmm. Hey, you work six days, but you rest up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You rest in church on Sunday. That's where I do my rest. Giving mm-hmm. God the glory and give Him all the honor. Mm-hmm. And if you're caught to sing about, you sing for God, you, you, you and, and you don't believe what you sing about, stop singing. Oh, um, yeah. Say that again. Stop singing. stop singing. Because if you're just doing it for a little fame and not, you know, stop singing. Because all that going to be behind you when you're dead, you're going to leave that on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to leave it right there on earth. Mm-hmm. So, you know. If you're not singing for the glor- for the glorification of Christ and God, stop singing. Well, Mr. Sing Carter, Mr. Uh, uh, Miles, I'm gonna tell you uh, your story on uh, Michael Carter and second generation 
uh, who, who has been going on now six or seven years from our midst. Um, there's a song that he's got out here called Jesus Gave Me Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, when we come back, I'm going to play this in its entirety, uh, four minutes mm-hmm. and 51 seconds long. But I'm going to play it in, in its entirety. And when we come back, um, you tell them uh, about the radio station when you're on and uh, mm-hmm. uh, all all about yourself. And uh, okay. we'll close it out. And I thank you. I really do thank you because this this is what I love to do. Talking on the radio, playing gospel music, mm-hmm. and, and, and looking at the old all the way up to the present day right now. And, and and on Facebook, let me say this, man, on Facebook, that page that I told you I was gonna send you, mm-hmm. man, the the advertisement be coming, 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 and and I thought about what you said a while ago. Who getting paid? <laughs> Who getting paid? Man. Anyway. Even YouTube. <laughs> When, when uh, people go up on YouTube and they, you see a banner come across there, that commercial, yeah, you don't get paid. Yeah, they get paid. That, yeah, they yes, YouTube getting paid. Uh, you don't get <laughs> no paid. You monetize for them. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. This one here is by Michael Carter in the Second Generation. It's, it's entitled "Jesus." Jesus gave me life.
Michael Carter and Second Generation. Jesus gave me life. That man was a gifted guitarist. You can hear that guitar singing and that uh, Fender Rhodes keyboard tingling in the background. Mr. Miles, thank you, son. Thank you, son. Thank you. I wonder, um, I, I can see now why them church folks was in such an uproar. They were judging him. They were judging him because he playing what God had gave him. And, and, and you know what? I know I said I was going to let you close the thing out, but something come to my mind, and I'm opening up my, um, my turntable here. And my my disc player with about a hundred plus songs on it, and and I'm gonna tell you something. Um, there, I got a keyboard, and when you see this video, you see in the background there's a keyboard in the background. It's that second small keyboard. Mm-hmm. My brother, he's uh, about eighty some years old now. He lives in out in California, and he mm-hmm. told me. Because, see, I never played. When I was coming up and in, 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 as a youngster, I played in churches. I played what God gave me in churches for all the local churches and the young choirs around here. Mm-hmm. But then as I got over, got older, I wasn't playing like the regular uh, church folk pianos are played now. Mm-hmm. So I stopped playing. And I stopped playing for years. And my brother... Say, uh, why you ain't playing no more? I know you can play. And so he told me, he said, let me tell you something. Do you know there is no two musicians in the world that are the same? Do you know God gave every single musician something different? And they don't sound alike. They don't sing alike. They may play each other's music, but they can't play like the original person. He said, go back to playing. And I went back to playing. And I'm going to play something for you. Okay. I'm going to play something for you that I wrote. And it's called Stepping Up and Stepping Out. Okay. And it's about, and it's about when I was uh, writing music during that time when, when he was... This is me. Okay. I'm singing about my school. Okay. Are you ready? And I put the drums, the keyboard, every I did it all right here in the studio. Okay. Now it's different. I can guarantee you, you it's different than what you hear. Okay. Stepping up and stepping out. Step to the left, step to the right. It doesn't matter how you step. As long as you're ready to step all night. Step to the left. Step to the right, it doesn't matter how 
Now that's the kind of stuff I'll be writing. I said you didn't hear it. Uh-uh. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on, just a minute. Let's see what I get. And what he was what he was telling me that no two musicians write and play the same thing. Cause the gift that the gift that you that you got God didn't give that gift to the next person. He gave everybody something different. God has for me is for me, remember? You know that. What God has for me is for me. For you, what God gave you is not for me. That's it. That's it. And, and I can't get mad with you because you sound better than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, you, so if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what they had on Michael Carter, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was really strange, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he would, I tell you, he would, he would, he would close his eyes sometimes and just start playing. So mm-hmm. We started doing his runs on those songs. I said, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and just close his eyes. Or my wife, she, she was, Michael Carter was up for Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. And, Well then, um, Mr. Miles, uh-huh. I'm gonna let you close it out in however way you want to. Okay. Um, Mr. Miles, you still there? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, go ahead. You can close it out.
shows on our station because I produce my own shows, and that way the artists can get a feel of their music. I put you in rotation myself. You can get a feel of how, you, how your music is resonating to people out there. And if you want to send me a hard copy, you can send it to Hill Boy Music at 1789 Magnia Lane, Gloucester, that's G-L-O-S-T-E-R, Mississippi 39638. That's Hill Boy Music at 1789 Magnia Lane. That's M-C-N-E-I-L Lane, Gloucester, Mississippi. And may God bless you and keep you. All right. On behalf of all of us here at uh, House C Internet Radio, located at 231 6th Avenue, and good morning, Beatrice, Alabama. We want to thank our special guest, Mr. Jesse Miles of Hill Boy Records, for taking the time this morning to come on and talk with us about gospel music, gospel music history, the current things that are going on in the gospel music business all over Facebook and everywhere else in the world. So forth, it's gospel music. Again, thank you, Mr. Miles. God bless you, and take care. We're going to close it out. with. Uh, we're going to go back to um, um, one of the songs by Michael Carter in Second Generation. This one is called Move On. I got to keep moving on. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. All right, baby. Take care. Bye.
promise that I will go if I went alone, yeah. But I don't have to worry, cause I know he's always there, yeah. He's there to keep on moving and keep on making me strong, hey. Yes, sir. I got to keep on But I got to keep on It makes no difference what the world say about me I'm gonna keep on moving I got to do God's way Sometimes my way It gets hard sometimes But I got to keep on moving Sometimes without a mother Without a father Thank you. 
Everything we need. 
something happened to me that I thought could never, ever happen to me until it happened. ago, my father passed. You know, I stood there, hurt, because I lost the best friend that I'd ever had. But you know, I'm so glad And I got a praying mom. She taught me the love of Jesus. And right now I'm glad because that's when I realized what my mother had told me about Jesus could be your everything.
We want to thank you for joining us here this morning on uh, Good Morning, the Arches Alabama. With our special guest was Mr. Jesse Miles of uh, Heel Boy Records out of Glasgow, Mississippi. And the featuring of Michael Carter and Second Generation for music. On behalf of all of us here at Housey Internet Radio, thank you. See y'all next time.
Take care now.